Good morning, my friends. Today is Sunday, the 6th of December, 2020. This is the Daily Office Morning Prayer Right to. We use a compilation of sources for our liturgy together. The Book of Common Prayer, um, 1979 version, the Iona Abbey Worship Book, Celtic Daily Prayer, Volumes 1 and 2, Celtic Prayer for the Season of Light, and I think that's all for today. Is that enough? Oh, Enriching Our Worship, Volumes 1 and 2. Our readings for this morning are Psalms 148, 149, and 150. Isaiah 5, 1 through 7, 2 Peter 3, 11 through 18, and Luke 7, 28 through 35. We are in, newly, this is our second weekend, year one of the daily office. As a reminder, the readings for the daily office are different than, but complementary to, the readings for the Holy Eucharist. So what you read in church, or perhaps because I'm rather late recording today, have already read in church will be different, but will complement our readings from the scriptures in the daily office. Thank you for being here with me today, my friends. In the wilderness, prepare the way of God. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Creator, to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. God of all mercy, we confess that we have sinned against you, opposing your will in our lives. We have denied your goodness in each other, in ourselves, and in the world you have created. We repent of the evil that enslaves us, the evil we have done, and the evil done on our behalf. Forgive, restore, and strengthen us through our Savior, Jesus Christ, that we may abide in your love and serve only your will. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Our God and Savior now draws near. O come. Let us worship. Come, let us sing to God. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to God with psalms. For you are a great God. You are great above all gods. In your hand are the caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are yours also. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, 
Let us bow down and bend the knee and kneel before God, our maker, for you are our God. And we are the people of your pasture and the sheep of your hand. Oh, that today we would hearken to your voice. Our God and Savior now draws near. Oh, come, let us worship. Psalm 148. Praise God. Praise God from the heavens. Praise God in the heights. Praise God, all God's angels. Praise God, all God's hosts. Praise God, sun and moon. Praise God, all you shining stars. Praise God, you highest heavens and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of God, for God commanded and they were created. God established them forever and ever. God fixed their bounds, which cannot be passed. Praise God. From the earth, you sea monsters in all deeps. Fire and hail, snow and frost, stormy wind fulfilling God's command. Mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars. Wild animals and all cattle, creeping things and flying birds. Rulers of the earth and all peace pe- and <laughs> rulers of the earth and all peoples. Sovereigns and leaders of the earth, young men and women alike, old and young together. Let them praise the name of God, for God's name alone is exalted. God's glory is above earth and heaven. God has raised up a horn for God's people. Praise for all God's faithful, for the people of Israel who are close to God. Praise God. Psalm 149. Praise God. Sing to God a new song, God's praise in the assembly of the faithful. Let Israel be glad in their maker. Let the children of Zion's Let the children of Zion rejoice in their sovereign. Let them praise God's name with dancing, making melody to God with tambourine and lyre. For God takes pleasure in God's people. God adorns the humble with victory. Let the faithful exult in glory. Let them sing for joy on their couches. Let the high praises of God be in their throats and two-edged swords in their hands. To execute vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples. To bind their sovereigns with fetters and their nobles with chains of iron. To execute on them the judgment decreed. This is glory for all God's faithful ones. Praise God. Psalm 150. Praise God. Praise God in God's sanctuary. Praise God in God's mighty firmament. Praise God for God's mighty deeds. Praise God according to God's surpassing greatness. Praise God with trumpet sound. Praise God with lute and harp. Praise God with tambourine and dance. Praise God with strings and pipe. Praise God with clanging cymbals. Praise God with loud clashing cymbals. Let everything that breathes praise God. Praise God. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Isaiah, chapter 5, verses 1 through 7. Let me sing for my beloved my love song concerning their vineyard. My beloved had a vineyard on a very fertile hill. They dug it and cleared it of stones and planted it with choice vines. They built a watchtower in the midst of it and hewed out a wine vat in it. They expected it to yield grapes, but it yielded wild grapes. 
And now, inhabitants of Jerusalem and people of Judah, judge between me and my vineyard. What more was there to do for my vineyard that I have not done in it? When I expected it to yield grapes, why did it yield wild grapes? And now I will tell you what I will do to my vineyard. I will remove its hedge and it shall be devoured. I will break down its wall and it shall be trampled down. I will make it a waste. It shall not be pruned or hoed, and it shall be overgrown with briars and thorns. I will also command the clouds that they rain no rain upon it. For the vineyard of the God of hosts is the house of Israel, and the people of Judah are God's pleasant planting. God expected justice, but saw bloodshed, righteousness, but heard a cry. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. In place of a canticle, a first canticle today, we're going to read a prayer for Advent found in Ray Simpson's Prepare the Way, Celtic Prayers for the Season of Light. This one is on page 39. With Abraham and Moses waiting to be led to a place of promise, we wait. With Amos and Hosea, Isaiah and Micah, and all the prophets believing that you are a God of justice, we wait. With Paul and Silas and all God's people imprisoned and persecuted, we wait. With Naaman and Hyrus, Bartimus and the Syrophoenician woman, longing for an end to pain and rejection, we wait. With Zacchaeus and his tree and the Samaritan widow at the well, keen to be liberated from a half-life, we wait. With Sarah and Hannah, Elizabeth and Mary, looking forward to new life and new beginnings, we wait. With Jesus in the desert and in the garden because they asks us to, we wait. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 11 through 18. Since all these things are to be dissolved in this way, What sort of persons ought you to be in leading lives of holiness and godliness, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be set ablaze and dissolved, and the elements will melt with fire? But in accordance with God's promise, we wait for new heavens and a new earth where righteousness is at home. Therefore, beloved, while you are waiting for these things, Strive to be found by God at peace, without spot or blemish, and regard the patience of our God as salvation. So also our beloved sibling Paul wrote to you according to the wisdom given him. Speaking of this as he does in all his letters, there are some things in them hard to understand, which the ignorant and unstable twist to their own destruction, as they do the other scriptures. You, therefore, beloved, since you are forewarned, 
Beware that you are not carried away with the error of the lawless and lose your own stability. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our ruler and Savior, Jesus Christ. To God be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. As Canticle 2, another prayer from Prepare the Way, found on page 32. Great Spirit, swirling in the elements, you brought to birth a world. Mighty Creator, swirling in the elements, you brought to birth a child. Eternal Christ, swirling in the elements, you stride toward us now. Glory to God in the highest. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ, according to Luke. Glory to you, Jesus Christ. Luke chapter 7, verses 28 through 35. Now when these things begin to take place, Stand up and raise your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Then Jesus told them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the leaves. As soon as they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is already near. So also when you see these things taking place, you know that the dominion of God is near. Truly I tell you, This generation will not pass away until all things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Be on guard, so that your hearts are not weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of this life, and that day does not catch you unexpectedly like a trap, for it will come upon all who live on the face of the whole earth. The Gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Jesus Christ. Our readings today speak to me of the importance of time of stillness and preparation. This liturgical season, the season of Advent, aligns with the season of winter, a time when things are a little more still and quiet and introspection is deeper. We are looking beneath, I think. Um, And there's a solemnity to it. And I think that that is a gift in this time of pandemic, that it allows us to repurpose the isolation and the quiet and with God's help transform them into peace and a re-entering into the deeper rhythm of our souls. I think we remember in this time that everything but God is transient. That this too shall pass. That is helpful for me at least 
to stop thrashing and fighting against what is and to refocus my energy into what, with God's help, will be. I want to speak for a little bit about the reading from Isaiah. So an interesting thing about this translation is that there's not a perfect translation of the word that's translated as beloved from the Hebrew. I think the best translation would probably be beloved friend. And so if we read this passage as Isaiah describing God as his beloved friend, it it changes the meaning just a bit. Um, I guess it it makes the metaphor a little more clear, (laughs) But but it also, I think, reminds us that God is our beloved friend. And then when we act on God's behalf, when we speak for God, we are speaking of and for our beloved friend. And I think that that should color the transmission of our words to and about each other and to and about God. Also, we can read where it says wild sour grapes. And I feel like this is almost parental, this tender of the vineyard as relates to God as our creator and we as God's creation. God has given us the fertile soil. God has given us the nutrients. God has given everything we need. And the rest is up to us. We have free will. We can choose how to use what God has given us. And when we follow in God's way, when we cooperate with God and God alone, with all that is holy, we yield good fruit. It is not sour. It is more than edible. It is a delight. And so as a dear friend of mine says, when we wish to test something, an act, a decision, a ministry, just as a few examples, we can tell its holiness by the fruit that it bears. And sometimes that's hard to see. Sometimes it takes waiting and watching. And this Advent, it is a time of waiting and watching. So I would say this is also a time that is very good for bringing decisions to God, bringing things that we need wisdom and discernment for or on. And just placing them, placing them on the altar, 
on the table before God and allowing with gentleness and compassion our prayer and our meditation and our expectant waiting in this time to with God work in us a greater understanding. I believe, friends, that when we wholeheartedly enter into this Advent season, we grow in wisdom and understanding of ourselves, of God, of our context, of the world around us. And I, for one, would like to be prepared for the season that comes after, for the season of Christmas and beyond. And so as solemn as this Advent season seems, I believe that it is also significant that there is great promise here. I think we can look around us with eyes that see both the physical and the spiritual world because the two are not separate. They are entwined. And we can see as the gospel tells us these things taking place that we know the dominion of God is near. We can see the signs that Christ is coming. And so even though we're tired, even though it's dark, even though it's cold, even though we're lonely and isolated, we can take heart and choose instead of running from this opportunity to embrace it wholly. And then, it, and then the expectation is great. Then we are not so much surprised, but delighted. Then we experience, as our reading from Second Peter says, new heavens and a new earth where righteousness is at home. We invite holiness into our homes in this season. And we find then that the spirit has taken root, that we are different on the other side than we were when we entered. We are at peace. And I know what Peter is saying when Peter says to be without spot or blemish, that Peter is saying to be clear, to be unblocked, to receive and transmit God's love without any obfuscation. And as Peter says, it is easy to misunderstand, to misinterpret, to twist what is said in the scriptures and in our experience, the words that come, the message that comes. 
from many different sources is easy to twist. But we are forewarned. So we will be clear. We will be discerning. We will recognize truth and plant it that it grows strong and bears the fruit of love. And we grow in truth and love, in the grace and knowledge of the only incarnate, begotten Savior, Jesus Christ. So, friends, may we find Advent fertile ground for growing in the love and knowledge of Christ. May we be unclouded, unclouded receivers and transmitters of God's love now and going forward. May we take the time to hear the beat of our own hearts and souls, the rhythm of all creation drumming together toward the coming of Christ. Amen. Let us affirm our faith together. We believe in God, the nurturer and teacher, from whom is named every family in heaven and on earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, begotten of divine love, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with that love. We believe in God, the Holy Spirit. She strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, source of all being, love incarnate, spirit of truth. Amen. God be with you and also with you. Let us pray. Our creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your dominion come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the sovereignty the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. In place of the suffrages, we're going to use the Advent prayers from Celtic Daily Prayer Book 2. We begin on page 987. Within the deepest darkness, a glowing light is lit. The darkness cannot put it out or do away with it. The prophet said Messiah would come to set us free, to rule the world with life and justice. The sovereign of peace is thee. This is the path that the prophets marked, who heard the voice of God, 
whom shall I send? And responded, Here am I, send me. They declared that God required their people to act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with them. One prophet said that a young woman would conceive, give birth to a son, and name him Emmanuel, God with us, that one would come who would preach good news to the poor and bind up the brokenhearted, and rejoiced, a child is born to us, the incarnate is given to us, they will be called Wonderful Counselor, Prince of Peace. Today, the second week of Advent, we light two candles. We mark out the Advent path with candle flames. When our path is menaced by shadows, circle us, God. Keep light within, keep darkness without. When our path is targeted by conflict, circle us, God. Keep love near, keep hatred afar. When our path is threatened by worry, circle us, God. Keep peace within, keep fear without. This is the path that the prophets marked, who promised to teach who promised someone to preach good news. This is the path that God marked with light that shines in the darkness. We have waited long for you. Deep has been the darkness. We long for you to shine right here among us where we are. We will not fear the shadows that surround us, if only you will come among us. We await the sound of a cry in the night, the joy that follows pain, the coming of hope. Praise to the Holy and Undivided Trinity, one God as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Collect for the Second Sunday of Advent Merciful God, who sent your messengers, the prophets, to preach repentance and prepare the way for our salvation, give us grace to heed their warnings and forsake our sins, that we may meet with joy the coming of Jesus Christ, our Redeemer who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A Collect for Sundays O God, you make us glad with the weekly remembrance of the glorious resurrection of your incarnate, our Savior. Give us this day such blessing through our worship of you, that the week to come may be spent in your favor. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. We shall use the prayer attributed to St. Francis, prayer 62, found on page 833 of the Book of Common Prayer, as our prayer for mission. 
God, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. At this time, we will lift up circle and hold in the light those whom God has placed upon our hearts to pray for. God, we pray for our own sorrow and for all those who sorrow. We acknowledge the grief that this Advent season is not as we had hoped it would be. And we embrace the potential for it to bring greater blessing than we could imagine. We await eagerly the coming of Christ. We till the fertile soil that you have given us and tend the spirit planted in our hearts. We keep clear our vision and our hearing that we may receive fully and without obfuscation your message of love in this and every season and we trust that under the cold ground, you are working amazing things in us, O oh God. That when spring comes forth, when Christmas comes, when we cross the threshold to the next season in our world, in our lives, and in ourselves, we will reap with great joy the blessings of this time spent in quiet, in contemplation. That these prayers will bring forth actions that further your sovereignty, your dominion, even yet here in this world. That the spirit and the soul are here that nature and divinity are united and twined, that we and you are the same, dear God. We embrace the divinity in us and the prayerful dream that you had when you conceived us. 
we watch and wait actively for Christ and for our own transformation in and by the holy power of your incarnate Jesus Christ. All this we pray. Amen. Almighty God, giver of all mercies, we, your co-creators, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life but above all for your immeasurable love in the redemption of the world by our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And, we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ, our Savior, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Savior Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.